Hi, everyone, and welcome to Procure Pulse, the third-party services podcast that provides you with current trends, best practices, and the latest supply chain news to help you stay informed. I am your host, Mickey Meehan. I invite you to email us with questions or topics that you wish to hear covered at info at conductive.com or connect with us on LinkedIn by following Conductive or on Twitter at Conductive Inc. Thanks so much for joining us today. Let's get started. Welcome back to another episode of Procure Pulse. Today, we're discussing purchase service sourcing and how it can impact supplier diversity. Historically, the healthcare industry hasn't had a standardized way to measure and benchmark diverse spend, but here at Conductive, we are aiming to change that. Lucky for us, today we have Ken Stinson joining us, Conductive Senior Director of Supplier Success. He was a key presenter for our diversity session at ARM this summer. Thanks for joining me today, Ken. Can you tell me uh, a little bit about your background and and, uh, how you found your way here to Conductive? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having me, Mickey. Uh, So my background is essentially in the healthcare supply chain space. Um, I've been with the premier family of companies for going on about five years now. And uh, previous to this role I have now, I was a region director in the Southwest. Um, So I managed a couple of accounts in Texas as well as in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, In that role, you're member facing, but you're hands on with suppliers quite a bit as those suppliers are wanting to get, you know, some engagement, if you will, with the members. And so I sort of um, did this role quasi, um, but just not directly dealing with all of the suppliers, but those who actually had interest in um, engaging with some of the members that I covered. And so uh, following my role um, as an account manager, Um, An opportunity with Conductive presented itself uh, for me to lead up the supplier relations and just assist our suppliers on this side to navigate through the layers of the GPO, whether it be getting engaged with a member or learning just how to operate and function as it relates to um, being a contracted supplier. Uh, In some instances, our suppliers, um, this is their first time contracting with the GPO, and that can be a little daunting at times. And so, I serve as that go-to resource and um, happy to be a part of the team. That's awesome. Thanks for thanks for sharing there, Ken. Um, you know, maybe we can we can kind of dive right in here. This this may seem like such a, a basic question, but why is supplier diversity so important for health systems right now at the moment? Yeah, you know, that's a great question. And I think, you know, first and foremost, um, it's the right thing to do. Um, And I know that's a little cliche, but I think that, you know, so often a lot of our larger suppliers within our industry um, are considered first. And at that time, they're able to basically, you know, uh, secure business that sort of locks some of the smaller guys out. And what we've learned is that, you know, there are competent, small, minority owned suppliers out there that could deliver just as good of quality of services uh, and products, if you will, that these larger guys can. And so, you know, I think focusing on supplier diversity is important because it's allowing us to forge the mindset to consider some of these competent suppliers. Um, You know, it's known that, you know, supplier diversity initiatives can result into 133% on ROI. 
And, you know, to date, we're seeing that about 1.4% of total indirect spend with healthcare institutions are with minority suppliers. So we've got a big gap that we could fill here. And I think we've got a big pool of competent suppliers that could assist us in filling this gap. You know, the, the thing that I, I think comes into play in, in some regards, too, is, you know, if you look at the roots of healthcare here in America, like it was for a long time, local community-based health systems that really didn't compete with each other that kind of, you know, ruled the day. And in the age of uh, mega mergers that might have been forgotten, I feel like, you know, now folks are taking a step back and saying, hey, like we we do need to invest in our local community, uh, in our diverse partners and and do a much better job of that because um, it just was forgotten in, in the merger cost savings shuffle, if that makes sense. Do you, you yeah. feel that way a little bit? Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree, you know, and I think, um, you know, for what it's worth, you know, it's one of those things that if we can continue to do our job as far as assisting with getting that word out there to, you know, not only consider, you know, your larger suppliers, but also, you know, to consider those small minority owned businesses, it's not only making an impact towards diverse spend, but it's infusing into your community. And so, you know, if you consider it from that perspective, that not only are you delivering care um, to your local community, but you're also infusing resources and funds into your community to assist it grow. So I feel like it's, you know, a win-win um, to sort of reshift that focus and to get our healthcare institutions to start focusing a little bit more on those smaller local-owned businesses. Totally, and you'd hope you'd hope that those local businesses are going to be more prideful as it comes to like serving the health system in their community. They know the patients, they may be a, or have been a patient themselves. So it's, you know, you definitely hope that that all, you know, comes together to create a, a better experience for patients overall. Um, no. For sure. What, um, so if, if you're a health system and you're, you know, thinking about really leaning in and starting a diverse uh, supplier program, what are some challenges or, or headwinds that you might face before you're able to make it happen? You know, I would say one of the first challenges is going to be that mindset of, you know, small local minority owned business. They they may not be able to live up to the expectation. And I think we have to um, we have to eliminate that mindset and we have to be open to um you know, shifting a little bit of business to some of these small and minority owned businesses. And what I mean by that is, you know, while some of our, these suppliers cannot compete with the, you know, the market leaders, uh, but you have to be willing to take a sliver or a piece of that business and give the opportunity to a smaller minority owned business. And what I mean by that is, let's just think of, you know, waste management. Um, for, for instance, um, you know, while they may not be able to secure all of the business within your system, there may be a service line that a minority owned business could deliver competent service levels on. And that's what I think our health systems have to start getting into the mindset of is because you're considering a minority owned business does not mean that they're going to displace everything within that service line. And to be quite honest, you know, that may not be their expertise, but you have to be willing to take that time and learn what that supplier's strengths are. And if you're able to do that and willing to take that time, I think what you'll find is, 
you know, a lot of our diverse and minority-owned businesses are their niche. And when you can identify what their niche is, I think is when you can tap into um, adopting more and more of these suppliers and, and, you know, tapping into their strengths. So I would say mindset is going to be one, um, you know, and I, I would say that mindset is is also another thing that's um, that, that what gets impacted in the mindset, I would say, is that it's going to increase my cost. Um, I would say that that's a misconception that we have to get away from when we start to uh, entertain uh, uh, purchasing from our diverse suppliers. Um, it can lead to some, I would say, some cost increases, but that's not always the case. And in fact, uh, I would say that it would be argued that you would probably encounter cost reductions as opposed to cost increases when dealing with uh, your diverse suppliers. And I would just say the um, also the misconception that they're smaller and they can't um, they can't live up to the expectation. Um, and what we found is that while some diverse suppliers are smaller, uh, they tend to be a little bit more agile. Uh, than some of the bigger suppliers, a little bit more responded. And so, you know, again, I think all of this ties back to just the overarching theme of the mindset and some of the misconceptions that have weighed in on the use of diverse suppliers. Yeah, I, I hear you on that. And you you said something interesting there, you know, talking about niches and that that these suppliers fit into. You know, one of the uh, executives that that we work with said that purchase services is an area where you can bend the curve related mm -hmm. to partnering with diverse suppliers, given that, um, you know, whether it's construction or other local services, you know, th those tend to be the ones where you have the best opportunity, you know, versus large manufacturers. So that all being said, how do you see supply chains being able to incorporate, uh, incorporate thoughtful, proactive and comprehensive diverse strategies in purchase service sourcing? Yeah, so I think, um, for starters, it's one of those things that you definitely want to make it a part of your procurement process. And this is going to start with your policies and procedures. You want to implement some checkpoints within your sourcing processes that are going to uh, rule in the consideration of these diverse suppliers. And this is going to require your teams taking an intentional look over the fence to see what type of suppliers are capable within the local region or um, that may have the ability or ge geographical reach to do things nationally. And so I would say embedding checkpoints into your processes that consider um, these uh, diverse suppliers, um, you know, adding in the inclusiveness of the research um, so that this is streamlined and any RFX that you can, that you um, are administering within your supply chain. You also wanna have a steering committee um, this will assist with accountability and ensuring that everyone keeps their eye on the ball. And it also allows you all to track your, D, your DEI KPIs. Um, you know, I always talk about the look back. And so you really can't know where you're going if you don't know where you've been. And so you definitely want to track, you know, current state baseline, um, you know, definitely do some quarterly check-ins and look backs to see how much progress have we made. And, you know, what are you working towards? And so the thing is, let's develop a goal, you know, set some metrics around what your departments want to achieve as it relates to DE&I. And I would just say, you know, 
this goes back into putting into your processes, but automating your sourcing just so that it enhances that visibility as well to those local and qualified suppliers. And, you know, managing that diverse spin category as uh, independent of the other categories, just so that it gives you that laser focus on that area. So I, I think those key components could assist uh, supply chains with, you know, definitely implementing, um, you know, a, a, a keen focus on diversity suppliers, but also set them up for success as they want to scale that program. So you, you mentioned a little bit about about needing to track, you know, looking back. And obviously at Conductive here, we've been thinking about that as well, trying to build tools um, to really help our members be able to do that. You, you can't uh, improve what you can't measure uh, kind of thing is I think where you were going. So can you tell us a little about Lumen Conductive Supplier Diversity Initiative and the, and the tools that Conductive has related uh, around supplier diversity? Absolutely. So Lumen is a diversity, equity, and inclusion initiative by Conductive, providing members with education, sourcing methodologies, and access to qualified local and diverse suppliers of purchase services. So we deploy Lumen through three avenues. The first being media outreach, which essentially provides educational resources and raises awareness related to supplier DE&I program strategies, supplier capabilities, as well as program successes and best practices. Our second avenue, is managed services, which can assist our members with building a business case for an enhanced focus on supplier diversity, develop a customized supplier diversity program strategy, as well as strategy implementation. And our third avenue is our conductive diversity platform, which provides our users with actionable intelligence for tracking and improving spend with diverse suppliers. We feel that through Lumen, our members can create a stronger workforce by building community relationships that benefit their local communities obtain tech-enabled diversity spend transparency, and identify more opportunities to bring diverse certified suppliers onto contract. They can gain knowledge to satisfy regulatory and corporate social responsibility requirements, and lastly, develop and implement standardized, diverse, equitable, and inclusive supplier sourcing strategies. We are extremely excited about Lumen and the impact it will have on supplier diversity. That's awesome. I mean, I, I know it's it's been a, a focus of yours. Um, you know, you lead the team that that really focuses on all suppliers, but but this is certainly a big piece of that. So, you know, related to that is the whole concept that, you know, you need to be certified to be a diverse supplier. You know, how how does that process work? Is it prohibitive to certain suppliers, given they're sometimes small and it might be a sole proprietor and it's extra work? Like, What's your thoughts on just the whole certification process and, and what that might look like for the future? Yeah. So, you know, one of the biggest misconceptions in the industry is that you have to be certified. And I will say that you do not. You can self-certify, uh, meaning, you know, I can could say that I have a minority owned business. However, what we try to encourage our suppliers um, on is to become nationally certified and the reason behind this, it's twofold. It actually gives a little bit more credibility when you're approaching members. And from a member standpoint, as they're tracking their diverse spend, it's great for audit integrity. And so um, it is one of those things that it's highly encouraged, but not required. Uh, organizations, uh, suppliers can self-certify, but again, it's one of those things that we feel that it could be considered as a best practice. Uh, the road to becoming certified is not that complex. 
um, from a national standpoint. And we're talking, you know, anywhere from the ranges of 300 to maybe $600. Um, and so, you know, we do um, see that there are more suppliers becoming certified. Um, and I would also, you know, encourage to, um, to, to push back a little, if you will, on some of the suppliers, if it's something that your institution prefers. Um, sometimes cost could be uh, thrown up as a reason for why um, a supplier is not going to become certified. And we would just argue that it's, it's a reasonable and worthy investment that suppliers should tap into. And, you know, we're happy to provide um, members with guidance if they're needing information on, you know, particular councils, um, or associations that um, um, that suppliers could register with, as well as helping suppliers get guidance on that as as well. That's great. Now, I think you know it wouldn't be right to to let you leave here without a without pitching our audience here. So, why should diverse suppliers join the conductive contract portfolio? All right, awesome question. So, I would say you know first and foremost, we're the best. <laughs> um, you know, it's a great opportunity um, for us to, you know, onboard diverse suppliers because we have that ability to be agile, just like them, um, you know, focus on regional areas and try to give them that opportunity to scale within a GPO. You know, I know most diverse suppliers aspire to be a part of a national GPO and, you know, you get that same flavor here within Conductive um, without, you know, having the, the the long cycle to get on contract. And so that's one of our, uh, we'd say, value adds is to reduce that contract time and to try to see if we could assist our, our suppliers with getting engaged, you know, sooner than later. Um, we have that ability to sort of take that time and be a little bit more hands-on, um, you know, boutique, um, and try to assist our suppliers with scaling, um, and especially in the services area. You know, this is a time in a day where, you know, indirect spend is becoming uh, more and more utilized within the healthcare industry. And so as we focus on some of those, as we mentioned earlier, niched areas, you know, where our suppliers could execute, you know, that's that's our, our specialty. And so, you know, I think with them being small and mighty uh, and with us being, um, you know, having somewhat of those similar characteristics, I think we can create a great collaborative relationship. That's that's great, Ken. I, I appreciate that. And I think one thing that you also do a great job on is just presenting the total value of, of suppliers, not putting them in a box, um, as sometimes can be the case with services when you're, you're trying to, you know, match suppliers in a category, but really focusing on What's, what's the total value that that supplier can bring to the member? What's the impact going to be on patient care and, and the lives of the employees in the health system? And so, um, you know, I, I think that's another huge value add that, that you bring. So thank you so much for the for the time today, Ken. This was awesome getting to chat around this topic. I know you and Deborah Williams were awesome up on stage at ARM. So I'm glad we're able to, to follow up and, and debrief a little further. I appreciate the and, time. Thank you so much. Absolutely. And, uh, for those of you listening out there with conductive supplier diversity analytics, our members are able to track how their diversity status can help them work towards a more diverse supplier base. So if you're a diverse supplier, schedule time to speak with our supplier success team, maybe even Ken Stinson here, uh, and let's uh, let's get you how you get you figuring out how you can learn a little more about our network and, and how we can connect you with our members. 
thanks for the time today. And we, we look forward to seeing you back on the next Procure Pulse podcast.